Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Hi, I'm Hannah podcast. I was really nervous about recording this episode and putting it out because I didn't want to sound like I was rambling. But then I realized and also had advice from a few friends in my circle to tell me that sometimes that's what a podcast platform is supposed to offer you. On this episode, I want to talk about a journey that I'm on. Um, over the last two years, well, during the pandemic, we've all had changes. We've been going through such a big transition. I believe that everybody can feel it. I don't think it's isolated to just one household, um, one couple, one child. I think everybody feels it, um, including me. So I've realized that um, after a certain amount of time went by and with me being so busy, me transitioning, um, me just, you know, just getting through life the best way I knew how, my life became extremely busy, but not the good type of busy, the type of busy that you have to maintain just to make it to the next day. It was hard, y'all. Not even going to lie. For those that know me personally or for those that follow me on social media, um, you know that last summer I took the, the first step and I went and started therapy. And at that point, that's when I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And I'm handling it. I'm dealing with it. I'm embracing it. I like to use the word embrace Because when you say dealing with something, it makes it feel like you really don't want to do it. And me, I I want to do it. I want to embrace everything about me. I want to embrace all of my triggers so that I can know how to handle them without putting it off on somebody else. So anyway, I started therapy last summer. And that is what helped me realize what I want to do what I want to go to school for, because I am in school. Yay. <laughs> I am a transfer freshman. I'm so excited about that. Um, my friends, I hope they don't get sick of me. I'm always telling them many updates like, yeah, I emailed my teacher to tell them this. I did this and I did that because everybody that knows me know that ever since high school, um, I just had a real problem with applying myself. It's not that I didn't know how. I just didn't want to. But hey, maybe anxiety was a cause of that this whole time. You know, we as black people, we don't really do a lot with being able to. Well, I don't want to say we do a lot. We don't do a lot because times have changed. Mental health has become important for a lot of people. A lot of a lot of black platforms are dedicated to mental mental health. So I don't want to say that, you know, we don't we don't care. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is when I look back and I think about my track record when I was in um, high school and even after high school, um, looking back, I feel like maybe anxiety had a lot to do with that. You know, I used to procrastinate up until the last minute. I still procrastinate now. I'm just able to be more proactive and handle myself a lot better. But 
Procrastination has always been a trait of mine, always, ever since high school. So now that I'm talking out loud and talking to you guys and welcoming you into my world, it sounds like anxiety has always been a trigger of mine. But hey, it was at one point that mental health wasn't normalized in the black community. You know, as I tell my peers, we are still 400 years behind. We will always be 400 years behind. A lot of those resources that our counterparts have always had, we are just realizing how to utilize them for ourselves. So, you know, let's fast forward up until where we are now. So, as I said, during the pandemic, my life became very busy, um, you know, just keeping my head above water. You know, we all have that transition. I don't call it a struggle. I use the word transition because things always get better. Always. They can never get worse unless you allow it to get worse. Now, I want to use my words carefully. I want to use my words carefully because when I say that, I'm not talking about things that are out of your control. Please keep that in mind. I am talking about the things that allows us to be able to have a choice. As long as we're able to have a choice, things will always get better. So, recently, December 2022, I moved back to my birthplace. I was born in one city, raised in another. I moved away from my birthplace when I was four years old, so I didn't know anything about it outside of my grandmother's house. Rest in peace and my family. So I moved back. I moved back. Um, I, I listened. I gave God room to give me direction. I always tell you, I always ask and tell God to give me, just lead me. Just guide me. You know my heart, God. You know what I want. You know what I need. You know, just guide me along the way. So when the opportunity presented itself for me to come back home, that's exactly what I did. I didn't question it. And ever since I've been home, I've been able to have a clearer vision. It seems like the room was made for me to have clarity. And all of those spaces that was filled with confusion and stress those spaces have become healed because I gave God room to work in my life and I obeyed and I came back home and yes you do have to give God room because some of us think that we have all the answers and we just don't we just don't some of us we make vision boards we make five-year plans, 10-year plans, 15-year plans, and we don't leave any room for change. We don't leave any room for, for a possible U-turn or whatever. You just never know. You got to leave room for God to do what he got to do because God is within. Who else knows us better than God? So again, when the opportunity presented itself, I said, okay, God, my son and I, we're going to go home. We don't know anything about our birth, my birthplace, but we're going to go home. So, yeah, I've been here since December. I love it. I see my family all the time. 
my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. I hang out with them. I didn't get a chance to hang out with my cousins, you know. Growing up in the, in, a, in a different city and having friends, it wasn't it was it was easy for me to make friends. I'm a very I'm a people's person when I want to be. And I'm seeing everybody else, you know, they got their cousins. But I, I never thought about it in a way like I wish I had my cousins with me. I never thought about it like that because, again, we left when I was four years old. I really didn't have the chance to foster those thoughts because we still came home every Christmas, every 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 Thanksgiving, every Fourth of July. We still made a trip home. So it was never um, a thought process of me wishing that I was around my cousins in the city that I grew up in. So anyway, I'm in a new environment it's new to me. I'm in a new environment. I love it here. It's it's country based, you know. I love the I love my family being able to come whenever they feel like it. You know, just stopping by, saying hello, just showing their presence. I feel protected. I feel that my son is protected. I feel that we have nothing to worry about, which we never did. But that anxiety was so triggering. That when it was just me and my son in another city, I was afraid to do a lot of things with him. And that's just being honest, you know, that's that's the way that things work, you know. When you're dealing with something mentally, you really do think like, I don't know if I can be able to handle this. So since we've come home, my mind has been clearer. My mind has had room to make better decisions. My mind has had room to be proactive about what to do instead of letting my anxiety trigger itself. I do things like think about an event I want to go to and I check out the venue before the event is happening and I see if they have parking and I go right by to see if they have parking. Is it going to be street parking? Do I need a lift? I become as proactive as possible so that I can get ahead of what anxiety tries to do. I say all that to say March 2024, which is coming up in about six months, five, six months. March 2024 will make two years on my abstinence journey. This journey was not planned. This journey was not strategized. It just happened. Because keep in mind, I said my life was busy for the last two to three years during the pandemic. I didn't have time to deal with anybody. I didn't have time to let anybody court me. I've been abstinent since my last relationship. And again, I just didn't realize it. Um... (laughs) I just didn't realize it. But ain't God good. I came home. Came home to my birthplace. And I started thinking about things to make myself better. What can I do to better Hannah? I mean, I'm only getting older. I'm never getting younger. What can I do? But again, I'm not I'm not really uh thinking about the fact that I'm on an abstinence journey. I'm just thinking about how to better my life. 
but yet the thoughts seem to come to me more clearly. But yet I'm able to make more solutions for myself. The first thing I decided to do was go back to school. I filled out an application and I was accepted. Not only was I accepted, but my previous credits from college, they transferred over. So look, I'm already ahead of the game. I'm really excited about that. And I am a an in-person student. I go to campus for my classes. I don't take classes online. So you know that means that's an adjustment. It's something that I haven't done in years. You know, it's something I need to get prepared for. And not only did I start school, but I started college on the same exact day that my son started second grade. And as you can imagine, that's different for the whole household because keep in mind, he's been homeschooled the whole pandemic. Shout out to my mother. She's a retired teacher after 40 plus years. Anybody that's from Athens, Georgia, you know who Miss Crockett is. Okay. So, yes. My son's been homeschooled for that, for the whole pandemic. So, not only did we move to a new city, was new to us. I had to find a school for my son, and he's in private school. I have my reservations about public school, and we can talk about that at a later time. So, I'm getting all the all of the jitters, all of the fit the feels because of the fact that our life as we knew it for the last three years are about to change. You're going back into the classroom, and mommy's going back into the classroom. Again, I've had to make decisions for this adjustment to go as smooth as possible for my son and I which means in making decisions, I had to use logic. And y'all, I thought about it. I thought about it. I'm going to give you an example. Um, as you can tell, it's been real hot outside. It's been real hot. And which means that it's been raining. So I had um, a class and I got on campus an hour early because, you know, trying to be proactive and as soon as you know I got to campus and parts real good and ate my snack so my stomach don't be in the classroom growling and embarrassing me that's when the rain started coming down just going everywhere and then it and then the rain turned white I couldn't see in front of me I said you know what I know I haven't been to school in a few years but I just don't think that anybody is supposed to be walking to class in this weather. I could be wrong. I know that there's such thing called sprinkling, you know, normal rain here and there. I do know that the weather is not going to always be perfect. But this type of rain and the lightning, I just didn't think it was time to go to class. Like, no. So I emailed my teacher said listen I'm not even prepared I didn't know it was going to rain today I should have checked my, my my weather app I'm not prepared for this I'm not prepared to get out in this rain 
you know, can I get excused for today? I've already done three weeks worth of work and I've done three extra credit quizzes. You know, what can we do? My professor informs me that I am in good standing because I've done my work. But you know what I didn't expect? I didn't expect for my professor because, you know, we can check our grades online daily if we want to. And once again, the anxiety be anxietying. So I went on my grade book or where my name, where my grades are. And I see that my teacher gave me um, a, a hundred for today for attendance. And in the notes, my teacher said, because I've already covered chapter one. So you see how logic helps you? You see how when you're not intertwined with another soul that doesn't have the same plan as you, helps you? Y'all, like I said, this abstinence journey, it wasn't planned, but I'm on it. And I'm seeing the difference. I'm seeing that I don't feel so all over the place. I feel quicker with my thinking. I feel quicker with the solutions that I need to make. I feel extremely proactive because I'm not emotionally tied to another being besides my son. I'm having the most logic I've ever had in my life because I believe it's because I'm abstinent. I can't contribute anything else to that other than the fact that I'm getting older and much more sure about myself. I believe when I don't submit my body to another man that possibly, literally, does not have the same plans as me. I believe that this is why I'm able to think ahead. Even if I was involved with someone that does have the same plans for me. When you like someone, it it, it kind of steals your focus. Because we as human beings, we're not perfect. So we don't know how to not feel how we feel sometimes, especially when you like somebody. That beginning stage is the best. <laughs> and I just think about my past experiences when I, the, few, the first few times I tried to get my degree because, yes, it's been a few times, y'all. Um, I had, I was involved. And I'm seeing the difference See, when you're involved with someone, even when everything is going well, you have to consider that person at a certain capacity. And my life just isn't built for that right now. It's just not. I didn't plan this journey, y'all. I just been on it. March 2024 would make two years. I'm making the best decisions of my life. For my son and myself. 
I'm, I'm, I'm having the best communication I've ever had. My mind is so proactive. My mind knows how to recover before it even needs to. My mind is already ahead of the next play. What's about to happen next? My mind already on it. I feel as though the logic that I've instilled in myself is what's protecting me. I feel like I chose protection in a greater realm. I chose to be logical, to take care of myself and to take care of my son. I chose to be logical so that I can have more, be more. It's good to be, it's good to have emotions. But when you're trying to get things done, you got to use logic. You got to use logic. I will never get over the fact that I allowed just a little space in my plans for God to do whatever was needed. And that's exactly why I ended up where I am. Everything I've ever gone through in my whole life prepared me for this moment. I remember about two summers ago, I bought a laptop hoping to get my blogging business legit. But guess what? I need a laptop for school. I got that. Uh, I remember working on a video shoot and the way of communication that was being used was Google Documents. And at that time, I didn't know what a Google Doc was. Well, guess what? I have to turn in. I'm taking an English class. And the way I turn in my papers, I need to have a file on my phone or a laptop, however I type, because I type on my phone. And guess what? I know how to use Google Documents to turn in those files because I learned that from the video shoot. So what I'm saying is everything about the journey don't make sense until it makes sense. I didn't plan on being abstinent. I, look, listen, I cannot wait until that day that I meet the man that God has for me. I don't care what's going on out here in society. I, I, I honestly don't. I believe that there is a lot of black love that's still real. Love is real, period. I've seen it. I refuse to allow social media to tell me otherwise. And I know that's for me. I know that's for me. And that's another reason why I appreciate this abstinence journey. I want to be able to be logical when I pick who's for me. I don't want to pick from emotion. And I know y'all like, girl, you're not supposed to pick the man, supposed to pick you. Yeah, but there's still a certain path that I have to follow in order to make myself visible for that said man. And if you need me to expound on what I just said, uh, please make sure you check out the bonus episode called Father's Day is a Cheat Code because it is. I want you to go listen to it and check it out and see what I had to say about that. And then you can understand why I said I have to make a path for that man to find me. And another thing, every episode not going to be about no man, okay? But I'm just letting you know, 
I am on an abstinence journey and I and it wasn't intentional. Well, maybe it was. My spirit made it intentional, of course. I feel great. I feel sensible. I don't feel like I'm losing my mind. I don't feel like I'm regretting the choices I've made. I feel confident. I feel strong. I feel sure. I feel happy. I feel excited. The way I communicate with my son, I have a lot more patience, a lot more patience, and I love it. My son is seven years old, and He's going through that phase where he's having his logic, too. So he wants to tell mommy what he thinks. And I welcome that. And even with me being authoritative towards him, I'm able to communicate what needs to be said. I'm not emotional in my in my words, in my tone. I'm logical in what's being said. And he's able to receive it. I am pointing out all of the great things that Clarity has brought me since I've been on this journey. And it just all makes sense. I had to be a better Hannah for the results I want. And you know, sometimes if that calls for being too busy, so now I have to be abstinent, well, go ahead, let's do it. I'm ready for more. I wanted to share this episode because maybe there are other people out there that didn't even realize they're on a journey that they're on. I want to say keep going. It, it comes full circle when it's time to come full circle. Trust me on that. Believe me on that. Believe me on that. Okay. I'm so excited about what's to come. I'm so excited about being able to make more choices. I'm about to embrace a Hannah I've never seen before. I'm 34 years old, and this woman that I am about to embrace as time continues to go by, I've never met her before. I want to be ready for her. I'm excited about what's to come. I've surrendered to what I thought was best. I've I've submitted to the bigger purpose of my life. I finally have. Throughout the years of being me, I've tried everything. I've done everything. I have never just sat back and let the wind flow as it go. I've always tried what I wanted to do. But the the amount of security I feel now is amazing. I know exactly who I am and I know exactly what I want to do. And I'm excited about it. I'm so excited about it. So yeah, abstinence is bay right now. And I'm digging it. I'm all for it. It's the communication for me. I'm so excited about that. Like, I can really, like, I can say exactly what I need to say. I remember it was at one point in my life, no matter what I said, it got misconstrued from people outside of my circle. It's like I didn't know how to say things. I know we're not always trying, we're not always supposed to try to appease people. But 
you are supposed to be able to have some type of mutual ground to at least make sure that what you're saying is being understood. So, y'all, this is not going to be long at all because I, I just, I wanted to just put it out there that this journey, this journey, it's promised by God and it was meant to happen this whole entire time. I know exactly what I want. This 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 goal, this abstinence, this involuntary abstinence, because listen, clearly nobody was on my line. Clearly nobody was calling a text and Hannah. If I didn't realize that I was on this journey, that means I wouldn't even have any traction. <laughs> and it's okay. This is so different. You know, when you've experienced life a certain way so many times, it gets to a point where you got to say, okay, I want to see life another way. I done already seen it this way. What would I lose if I see it another way? What would I lose? I should just try it. That's where I'm at with it. I'm just going to do it. Everything I'm doing is new to me. Everything. But it's a new woman that I am about to meet. And she's gorgeous. She's intelligent. She's loved. She's nurtured. She's cared for. And I can't wait to meet her. And I'm on my way to being that woman. It all started with a choice. It all started with having a healthy balance of logic and emotion. It started with all of that. I'm, I'm not intertwined with anybody. This journey is amazing. I didn't plan to be abstinent, but I love it. I don't have to worry about nothing besides being great. And you know what? That's the biggest example I would like to be for my son. So, y'all, I really just want to let you know. And I wanted to be like I really let you in my business a little bit. But that's OK, because that's why this podcast is called Hi, I'm Hannah Podcast. So you make sure that you share this with your sisters, your friends, anybody who is about to embrace a new chapter or anybody who's in between, share, share this with them. Because that path is not going to make sense until it makes sense. I'm telling you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Once again, I am Hannah. This is your hostess of Hi, I'm Hannah podcast. Available on all major platforms. Please make sure you subscribe so you can receive notifications. Share with a friend and tell a friend. Thank you. Until next time.